Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion That's a boss move maneuver, billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban on the viewer, put you rookies on a skewer I stay shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer What you saying to me? I hope you save it for me I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony Hi, welcome to the Mainstream Mouse Podcast. This is your host, Will. I'm joined here by my co-host, Jaren. What is up, guys? And guess what day it is. Guess it is what day, day it is. It's game day. Woo-hoo. Wait, and day. then... Wait. Oh, and then wasn't there, wasn't there like a, a commercial in like 2012? It's Wednesday, too, so it's hump day. And it's game day. Oh, yeah. No, that's how it originated. Yes. I believe that's like... It was like the hump day to then, and then they did the game day thing. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. Good, <laughs> good throwback on your part. Anyhow, today we are going to be getting into the Mavericks' first preseason game. For those yes, of you who are not insane and listening, if we potentially actually got this podcast out before midnight, it's ten fifty-two as we're recording this. For those of you who are actually listening tomorrow. On Wednesday, October 5th, the Mavericks are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder in their first preseason game in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to be previewing that um, just a little bit. Obviously, it's just preseason, you know, just general thoughts and expectations of what we expect. But just excited to have Mavs basketball back as the, the baseline. Sir, uh, today was the first day that felt like basketball was back, and I can't wait for tomorrow. So No, 100%. And – we are also going to be getting into a flurry of topics. Uh, besides that, we're going to be getting into Jalen Brunson's debut with the New York Knicks. Uh, with the New York Knicks, we are going to be getting into what if Josh Green is able to become a starter level player. Josh Green has had a stellar training camp per Mavs assistant coaches, head coach Jason Kidd, Michael Finley. He has been the most noticeable player, quote unquote, to come out of training camp in terms of how much work he put under the summer. We're going to be getting into that. And we're also going to get into another discussion topic, which is, is Christian Wood going to be able to start at any time throughout this season? Is he going to ever be able to start? Um, you know, we assume that at some point he may be able to harness that starting role, but we're going to be diving into when and where we could maybe see Christian Wood starting for this Dallas Mavericks team. And we're also going to cover um, Frank Nitlakina's interview from the other day. Um, after the uh, mass training camp practice that was not today's training camp practice, but the uh, one, I believe, from Sunday. But before we do that, here's an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, Jaren, so getting into it, let's go ahead and look at the Mavericks preseason game versus the Thunder tomorrow. So per Mavericks PR, we know that um, Davis Bertans and JaVale McGee are not going to be available for tomorrow's preseason game. Seems like they already may have got dinged up a little in practice. You know, obviously yeah. you tend to not think guys are going to get dinged up too hard in practice, but in training camp, they're going a little harder. And, you know, it's a little more egregious than in the regular season when you're practicing more so um, for scheming purposes. And it's, you know, not as much of a conditioning thing. So um, just uh, let me go. And look at the Mavs PR Twitter page. Just to I think see. was it was it Javale with the sprained ankle and yeah. With the well, let me, yeah, we gotta confirm the leg. All right, there's no, you know how there's like a word for handiness, if it's your right or your left hand. We gotta confirm the legdiness of this. Oh, the the legdiness. Okay, and that's that's very true. Okay, so Davis has a right knee effusion. I have no clue what that is. I don't know if that's like a 
like similar to like a contusion, you know, as in like a really bad bruise or what. And JaVale has a left ankle sprain. Now the JaVale left ankle sprain actually does concern me because, you know, pending on how bad his ankle sprain could be, I mean, that could be like significant time. The I don't know too much about uh, knee effusions, but, you know, I would be completely content if JaVale sat up preseason so long as he's ready for the regular season. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Well, I, I believe, you know, we played these first two games. We have this game, I guess, today, as y'all are listening to this, and then our next game on Friday. And then don't we have, like, a six- or eight-day break in between? Yeah, it's, it's a week break. Yeah, so honestly, I wouldn't mind if he played maybe that last game, but I don't know what, you know, maybe maybe starter guys aren't really going to play that game. Uh, but just to get him back in a basketball shape, like, I feel like he'll be healthy by then. It doesn't sound like it's too big of an ankle sprain. Um, well, we but, wouldn't I mean, if that, it, but we have no clue as to the severity or the grade of the sprain. I mean, let's say JaVale got a grade three ankle sprain. That could easily be, like, six to eight weeks out. Um, well, yeah. No, that's why, like, I it, it doesn't sound like it's a big press right now just because yeah. I don't think any of the top guys are talking about it, and it doesn't – it's not a breaking news type situation. Um, if he is going to be held out until the start of the season, I'm, I'm for it, honestly. Uh, but, of course, you know, me being greedy, I would like to see him at least play one uh, preseason game. No, yeah, most definitely. So, I mean, it turns me a little. I think Davis, don't know much about a right knee effusion, but. Yeah, um, I don't know what that is. So, um, it, it, I assume that it's not a major injury just based on the fact that nobody's freaking out over it. So, it, I think he should be good to start the season and barring something else. It seems like we come up with, like, new definitions or new words for, like, injuries every year and it's kind of funny because this is definitely one of the newer ones i feel like yeah no um, it's definitely i haven't heard of this one <laughs> no yeah but i mean like either way like it's enough to hold him out of practice and i guess the first preseason game too so it's something but uh like just don't take too much you know i think i think come like regular season these guys would probably play through it or uh just call it right knee soreness or something like that yeah no most definitely i can understand where you come from from that um so just looking at this Mavericks matchup versus the Thunder tomorrow, of course, coveted uh, number two overall pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder, Chet Holmgren, will not be playing. Oh, it's unfortunate. Of, you know, he, he's got <laughs> injured in uh, Jamal Crawford's Pro-Am League or whatever it was, so he's out for the whole year. Um, but besides that, I think uh, both teams, you know, barring uh, obviously Davis and JaVale, um, are essentially um, suiting up their full roster. So, what are do we your, know? Um, is S- is a uh, Shea Gilgis healthy? I'm not sure. Oh no, SGA is not. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. I I, heard, I saw a report he might be out for the start of the season. So yeah, no, no, I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, SGA is going to miss a little bit of the start of the season. I need to go back and look at the specific um, injury, but yeah, he is going to be missing the start of the season. So anyhow, um, what are you looking to come out of this preseason matchup for the Mavericks versus Thunder? How long do you think the Mavericks? You know, I guess rotation players are going to uh, play and who do you think that we might get a good look at in terms of the Thunder side and the Mavs side? Uh, I guess just speaking from a Mavs angle here, you know, I, in terms of rotation, I really don't know. Uh, just because like in this um, Detroit, who was it? Detroit. Um, who do they play? I can't think. Uh, anyways, uh, like they, oh, Detroit, New York, New York. Yeah, they played New York. Yeah, they they played their whole entire start starting rotation up until like really the fourth quarter. Who did the Knicks? And um, what the Knicks or the Pistons? Both the teams, like they 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 had a they had all their starters in. 
Uh, maybe not the Knicks, just because they were blowing them out. Um, but I know that, especially in this New Orleans and Chicago game, they, they were playing starters until the end, um, or well into the fourth quarter. And so I'm really not sure. It seems like a common trend is like starters are probably going to play the first game or majority of the first game and then clock out probably the next two preseason games. But if I had to take a guess, I think we're probably going to see a pretty decent workload. Uh, and, okay, I will say this. Now with JaVale McGee, are we going to see Christian Wood starting? I'm, I'm interested to see how that Luka-Christian Wood combination is. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, no. Yeah. What, what is the starting lineup going to be tomorrow? I, I think, well, maybe the, Maxie starts. But that, That's true. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see. I think the Mavs, even though it's a preseason game, I feel like Mavs, uh, Twitter would riot if Maxi started uh, over Christian Wood after Javale it's, being out. It's hard not to overreact, and it's only a preseason game. But yeah, no, I wouldn't take much credence to it at all. I think the main like thing here is they're trying to get Christian Wood to earn his minutes. It's not more so about like yes, like we obviously know Christian Wood's better than Maxi, but we'll see how that uh, situation ends up arising. But anyhow, I mean, you know, I'm just gonna base it off like last year, and I've, if I recall last year. Maverick starters played a lot of the uh, first and third quarter, but besides that, they kind of let the rotation guys ride and uh, the rotation, I mean, uh, end of the bench guys, rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they ended up playing uh, more prominently even in the uh, second and third game and the starters um, got less and less time as it kind of went on. I kind of projected to be something like that, some like very similar to that model that um, you detailed. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, they'll be Definitely. Cool Definitely I mean, two names to circle, I think, are Josh Green and Jaden Hardy, especially Jaden Hardy in this situation. Well, you know, I think the real matchup here is um, the Josh Green versus Josh, Josh Giddy minutes, you know. Oh, two yeah, Josh yeah. Gs, both from Australia. Uh, they are um, both from Australia. Both first-round picks in, um, I guess, um, consecutive years in the draft. So that's uh, – I'm, I'm just BSing. But uh, that will be actually kind of cool to see the matchup because they have had some interesting matchups here in years prior. Um, but, you know, barring that, um, I'm, you know, just really excited to actually see the guys play again, just kind of see how some of the players look like what, what is kind of Frank Nitlikino look like throughout this preseason? What does yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. look like throughout these preseason? Obviously, what does Josh Green look like throughout this preseason? You know, just some of the uh, questions that we have, obviously, what does Christian Wood look like during this preseason? Yeah. Um, you know, even if it's, you know, just preseason and, you know, we're not going to take – you know, too much credence to it or overreact to a certain degree, you know, it is at least fun to have Mavs basketball back and at least, you know, get the, uh, get some water on the taste buds, get the mouth watering, you know, the yeah. show that the regular season is on the horizon starts October 19th. We are only two weeks and one day away from that. Dude, that is for, for those of you listening, for those of you listening uh, tomorrow, because this was us talking at 11, 14 PM. It's only two weeks away. So <laughs> It's on the horizon, and um, I'm just excited for everything to be back, see how everybody is looking. We will have it all covered yeah. for you on Mainstream underscore Mavs Twitter tomorrow. We'll be tweeting out during the preseason game, giving our full thoughts and everything. So really excited um, to get into that. From my angle, I unfortunately, the first two games, I will be working. So I do the apologize. first two preseason for games. You need for, to yeah, preseason, practice. preseason. Yes. Um, uh, so I do apologize for any misinformation. I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm looking forward to tonight, so I can't wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jaren's he's gonna pull out all the stops, all the um, illegal streams, uh, recording. Well, no, I got my maps.com pulled up, so 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, best of luck uh, trying to squeeze in as much as I can while you're at work. Um, but anyhow, um, I guess let's dip in a li- just a little bit into the uh, Jalen Brunson, New York Nick debut, of course. This yeah, was yeah. met with a lot of, um, I guess, it was met with a big begrudging tone on Mavericks Twitter. Everybody was like, oh, this is Steve Nash 2.0. And, you know, obviously <laughs> it's just a preseason game, but um, and I don't want to dish too much thoughts on it. But needless to say, Jalen Brunson went seven for nine, really efficient. I didn't, he didn't play a whole lot, but he had 16 points. Looked really explosive, looked really good, looked like he picked right off. Looked like he picked right up from where he left off uh, from this past year's playoff, even though it was just a preseason game. Um, Jaron, what was your reaction to Jalen Brunson's New York Knicks preseason debut? Yeah, so I watched the whole entire first half and a little bit of the third quarter. Uh, And, I mean, he looked really good. He looked fresh. Uh, Like you just said, he picked up right where he left off. He had a few mistakes, you know, just kind of – dumb decisions but it's preseason I mean you can't really grade a guy on that it was kind of funny like listening to the Knicks crowd because you could tell the anticipation was there uh any like move this guy would make or any bucket like a classic JB bucket where you know he's like acrobatic in the air he was essentially regarded as Walt Frazier in his preseason debut is what you're saying no it amen exactly what I'm trying to say but the it's funny that because the crowd like he makes that kind of move and, you know, they get, of course it's New York, so they're going to get high up, whatever. And then he makes a stupid pass and it's a turnover. And then you you just hear the stadium go, Oh my. And it's a preseason game. There's going to be mistakes, but it's New York. What, what, what can you expect? Um, but I mean, takeaway, like he looked really good. Uh, it was kind of sad, not going to lie, but um, props to him. Glad, happy for him. You know, I think his New York stint is going to be, met with some pretty good basketball, but we, we will see. No, most definitely. But uh, I guess my main thing here is if you're just projecting, do you think Jalen Brunson develops into an all-star caliber player or does, you know, is he still just a really, 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 you know, good, you know, second or third option? Like what do you, what do you think the projection is here? Is he going to, is this going to be a Steve Nash level of regret from the Mavericks here? No, I, you know, in terms of all-star, like really looking at the all-star in terms of the East, there's no way this guy touches all-star level. Um, now, I mean, could he make a question maybe once or twice in his career? I definitely think so. Um, but yeah, I mean like where, where he's at right now, like, I don't think there's any touch of that. He's going to have fun with RJ Barrett, uh, Julius Randle. Like that's going to be a fun little unit to watch, but you know, I'm, I'm not taking much credence to him being this MVP type guy. So what, whoever is saying that, you know, like maybe it is, I mean, he progressed a lot in one year, so maybe, but again, like I, I just don't really see it. Yeah, and, no, um, I, I would agree with you um, just looking at it at face value, but you know, who knows what's going to happen. So I yeah. do want to, you know, just put the brakes on Mavs Twitter though. You know, this obviously, you know, obviously we've prefaced countless times over the off season. That sucks to lose Jalen Brunson. It was not, ideal and it you know definitely left this Mavericks team in a position probably worse um at the end of the playoffs that may not be a popular opinion maybe some Mavericks fans think they got better um but in my opinion they um got they're either as good as they were last year slightly worse um but at the same time you know let's see how Jalen Brunson's New York Nick career pans out before we start getting preemptive and 
thinking that he is the you know second coming of Patrick Ewing over there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's all. That's all I have on that subject. Um, let's go ahead and get into um, you know the uh, this our actual like topics for the day. Um, yeah. Our first one here is um, what do you think? Um, how like how what do you think the uh, ceiling is for Josh Green this year? You know, obviously we talked about how good of a training camp uh, Josh Green has, um, how coveted he has been by Mavericks coaching staff, by uh, GM Nico Harrison. Um, so, like, let's just get right into it. What do you think, um, you know, the the ceiling is for Josh Green this year? Yeah, so, you know, I know you put out a tweet, like, what are your overreactions? And I put most improved player in – going to be in that starting rotation by the all-star break but halting the breaks here you know I think realistically like if this guy can pan into a a feasible option off that bench to become this sort of three and d-esque guy that we need him to be uh just take the just uh take the pressure off of Reggie and Doe like that's really all we need him to be and I I I expect him to make this leap this year um I guess are we talking about like ceiling or like what? Um, I mean, yeah, just ceiling uh, for this year, for this year specifically. For this year. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Ceiling for this year. I think he gets really, I think he gets uh, valuable rotational minutes. I don't know if it'll be in the beginning of the season. Uh, I think he'll work his way into it throughout the season. Uh, but I think he'll get valuable rotational minutes and take some of that stress off of Dorian and Reggie, which we've seen in the playoffs. And I think, I, I do think this team is a playoff team and I'm hoping uh, by playoff time, like Josh Green can take a huge load off those three guys or off those two guys. And uh, honestly, having Josh Green hit would be huge to this rotation. Cause honestly, the rotation is kind of small. If you really think about it and having this guy hit, you know, that makes it an easily nine, 10 man rotation. So I, I think as long as he can take the pressure, he doesn't need to start. He doesn't need all this ball handling woes whatever it may be like he can he can pass but he doesn't need all this pressure on him I think uh I think he can just be a guy that takes that pressure off of Dorian and Reggie yeah so I think that that would be like my optimistic expectation for yeah. Josh Green yeah. negatively or pessimistically it would probably be that you know he ends up this is kind of just a facade and you know the regular season rolls around and he's not getting as much minutes and you know he's not really doing um uh, and it's very comparable to last year, which I don't think will be the case, but that would probably be like what you basically everything you said would be my optimistic expectation for Josh Green. Now his ceiling, I think Josh Green's ceiling, you know, and this is on the far end of the totem pole in terms of likeliness of happening. <laughs> I'm not I was about to say, I was like, if there's a ceiling past that, I'm, I'm interested to hear this. So yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm not saying that this is, you know, all likely, but from, you know, just the way that players, and coaching staffs and front office guys alike have talked about Josh Green. This would be his ceiling, in my opinion, for this year. Josh Green overtakes. This is going to sound blasphemous, okay? This is not what I think is going to happen. I want to preface that. Don't at me. This is not what I think is going to happen. Josh, Okay, the ceiling for Josh Green this year would be to overtake Reggie Bullock as a starter on this team. Develop into a tertiary somewhat secondary playmaker have a little bit of ball handling ability at least enough that he can run offense a few possessions a game in tandem with that shooting 
a consistent 37% or above from three. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, reducing the, um, I guess, jumpiness and uh, heavy-footedness of his defense and becoming a little more disciplined because he has the athleticism to do it. And, you know, maybe an averaging double digits um, scoring per game. So 10 points are over. That is the ceiling for Josh Green, in my opinion. That is if everything were to go right, if literally everything hit. That's not what I'm saying is going to happen. I think what the optimistic expectation um, of Josh Green is that he's going to come in, you know, be a guy who hopefully can hit a little bit better from three, um, be a good ball mover, maybe not necessarily that playmaker that Mass fans have been pining for, but a guy who can attack off closeouts on occasion a guy who can maybe hit a, the three at a higher clip and a guy who can get out and run in transition uh, provide and provide really valuable uh, defense for the Mavericks. I think we'll see some uh, definitely some leaps and bounds in terms of his uh, discipline on defense this year. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, I, I do have optimism for Josh Green this year, but the ceiling is if you can get a little bit of playmaking from Josh Green, I think that elevates him in the starting line of my personal, okay. personal opinion. And, you know, uh, along with all the other things I said. Yeah, no, I, okay. That's a respectable ceiling. Just it's, it's not absurd or not too absurd. Um, and I, no, and I must preface that, that that would only happen if Reggie was had like a bad start. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was, I was about to add to that. I was about to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, this, I think that this only happens if, um, but no, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this guy may be at the top of his career. Let's say this year goes right. Off season goes right again. You know, Everything uh, talking about Josh. Yeah, I mean, if he continues to improve, um, I could see. I I guess what continue is, um, kind of not relative because, um, he hasn't really. I mean, we did see a a a leap from year one to two. I can't discount that, but he hasn't shown any sort of major improvement from year to year yet in terms of game action. And I don't want to be preemptive in my assumptions in terms of how, you know me thinking that he's going to come in and do everything I just said, you know, so like, let's see, let's get him in some regular season games before we start to react. But, you know, the preseason at least is a little bit better of a test than fan jam, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Um, But no, I mean, like in terms of optimistic approach for this season, this is excluding that ceiling. Um, I'm hoping that we get that Josh Green. Uh, I think it's, I just, you know, I still, I still think that it's just going to be kind of an inconsistency thing. Uh, it's going to be, I think that we're going to see a way better Josh Green. I just think it's going to be which Josh Green are we getting? Um, if he is a rotational piece, if he's not, you know, whatever. If he goes off for a game, cool. If he doesn't, okay. Um, but I'm expecting him to make this leap this year uh, to at least be in that rotation and take some pressure off of Reggie and Dorian. Uh, if he can't do that then I think Josh Green, I don't want to say his tenure in the NBA is over, but I think his tenure as a Mav is probably over. Yes, that, that is a very, very fair assumption, I would assume, because, you know, you're ending the, you're, you're, you know, trotting towards the end to this rookie contract of Josh Green here. And if he was to have, you know, another um, sort of lackluster, or not that's an unfair word, but if he was to have another sort of, you know, not – ideal season in terms of where he was drafted that's when you start to look in terms of how you could include him in a trade i would definitely agree on that standpoint yeah okay and let me add just a little bit sorry um this is like this guy's first real off season because if you think about last year you know 
it was a shortened off season and he was playing in the Olympic. I think it was Olympics. Um, he was, he was sitting on the bench in the Olympics. It's, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sitting on the bench in the Olympics. <laughs> um, and this is this guy's first real off season. And, you know, I think we've seen leaps and bounds of, imp- or I hope we've seen leaps and bounds of improvement uh, according to the coaching staff and some of the players we have. Um, but I mean, you know, get, get a full season under this guy's belt. Like, like I said, like I'm, I'm, I want to take that optimistic approach, but time will tell. Yes, no, 100%. Um, so I think that's it for that. Um, let's go ahead and transition to the next topic. But before we do real quick, um, the next topic obviously is going to be about is Christian Wood. Um, when when do you think that he could uh, start for the Mavericks or if he will at all this year? But before we do that real quick, uh, let's go ahead and get into that Frank Nilakina interview. Um, just some things that we took from the Frank interview. Um, from what I took from it, at least, um, obviously Frank injured his right ankle um, with the uh, – French national team at the beginning of Eurobasket kept him up. He came back to Dallas um, and it seemed as if, you know, he's completely fine in that regard, obviously. Um, he got a couple questions asked him about, you know, his mindset in terms of being able to step into a playmaking role, potentially. I think Kelly Kaplan asked one to him um, and he basically just iterated that, you know, that's obviously a, you know, a big mental challenge, but he felt like he got some good run um, in France this year, and especially when he was able to come back to match um, to Dallas a little bit early because of his injury, and got to you know he had a better he feels better this this camp than last year feels a little more accustomed to the uh, to the Mavs, and said he's you know he's up for the uh, challenge in terms of um, being able to uh, you know relieve some offensive pressure uh, from some other guys on the team. He said that, you know, offensively it was his main working point this offseason. So that's a guy who I feel like is more likely to relieve some of the playmaking burden if he is able to um, improve this year, which, you know, I don't know how optimistic I am on that front, just given Frank's age and everything. You know, I'm not Frank's not old by any means. He's just been in the league for like six years. He's like 24, though, or 23, something like that. I think 24. Um, so, you know, not as optimistic – on that front. Um, but you know, we'll see how uh, Frank does in these preseason games in the uh, beginning to start the year. Of course, Mark Cuban is very hyped um, <laughs> and thinks Frank is the uh, distinguished third ball in order in this team. So um, let's, let's just kind of see how that ends up panning out. Do you have any other thoughts from uh, Frank's presser or um, expectations for him this year? Are you, are you, were you glad that he felt like, um, you know, he, he was able to work on his offensive game this summer? No, I mean, like, I didn't really take much from it. I guess the the main point I took away is we finally found out what that injury was um, after so much mystery looming around it. Uh, but, like, really just didn't take anything away from it. You know, I mean, I think he went into this offseason knowing that this was kind of be – or this was going to be a bigger role for him. Uh, it, a big offseason for him in terms yeah, of a big, developmental. It, even just yeah. for his career. Um, yeah, I mean, and, Frank – being a contributing role player right now, if he if he's able to take that next step as a player, whether it be, I mean, actually, I mean, the, the, basically the time is now for him because, you know, if he doesn't, if we see the Frank Nilekina of last year, or you know, he's gonna have a very limited role in terms of his ability to stay in the NBA for more than a couple of years going forward. Yeah, no, I mean, like for real though, like I I, I just don't really. I think that this kind of is, I don't want to say his last straw, but in a sense, I think it is in terms of a stable career in the NBA. Uh, you know, I hope, I hope he hits just for, you know, really even the Mavs sake, I hope he hits. Uh, but I think, you know, hearing that he's worked on it off season, like he kind of expected it, but then again, you know, I, 
from what I've seen, and this is again only two instances, that being fan jam and uh training camp, I, I haven't seen much. No, which we, we'll we'll see tonight. I think tonight will be a big tell of uh because I think he's another guy that we should probably circle. No, yeah, 100 percent He's definitely a guy that we're watching in this first preseason game along with Tim, Josh Green, and Christian Wood. Those are my four guys that I would circle going into this game in terms of how are they going to perform and what's their role looking like. Like those are the those are the and and even I guess Jaden Hardy. Let's add on five. Yeah, um, five, I'm excited to see the Jaden Hardy minutes. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's all for that. Um, lastly, um, this is our last pod, uh, topic of the podcast for us. Um, keep it, you know, somewhat brief on this, but Jaron, uh, just kind of detail, um, cause you know, there's, we put a poll out on Twitter the other day. That's why we're doing this Josh Green, this Christian Wood topic because fans want to see this, of course. So I want you to detail for me, um, what, you know, cause I think there's some questions arising, especially after fan jam and things of that nature. Um, what do you think Christian Wood's role is um, on this Mavericks team um, in terms of his ability to be able to start at one point in the year? Or do you think he's going to be confined to this bench role? Like, you know, obviously Jason Kidd came in a quote that he could start at some point in the year. What do you what do you think about all of it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jason Kidd did come out. He said he could probably or could possibly start at some point in this year. Uh, my main takeaway, just from what we've seen. Uh, I think as long as JaVale McGee is healthy, I think that we'll probably see Chris Wood off the bench. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I just think, you know, with in terms of the priorities of this team, which is clearly defense this year, uh, I think JaVale fits every hole in that. And are they putting the best starting five out there? No, I don't think that that I don't think that that is the best in terms of talent. I don't think that's the best five out there. Uh, but is this the best team working together? I think that that is the case. No, 100%. Uh, I mean, starting five-wise, you could make that argument. Um, but we have to kind of see how Christian Wood develops. If he's able to – I mean, I, I'm almost, you know, more – I am I still kind of, you know, value JaVale as a rim protector in that starting lineup just so he's able to go against the best team center for however many minutes a night, even though he may not play as much as a Christian Wood or a Maxi. But, that I mean, I think that's what intrigues me, I guess – the most is like, I honestly think if Christian Wood were to start, he would replace Reggie Bullock because okay. I think Christian nice. Wood uh, would be able to develop a defensive perimeter game. And, you know, he's still able to stretch the floor and, you know, his length, you know, at 6'10, his quickness. I, I think that that's the guy he'd replace. And I think they'd run a two big lineup with uh, him and JaVale. I mean, that's just my yeah, yeah, opinion. Yeah. You know, I think Christian Wood's a very versatile mobile big. And I think he's best suited to guard threes and fours. Now, I think that, you know, he has to prove it defensively, but that's just my opinion. I mean, he very well may start the five. Maybe the Mavericks look at him more like that. But, I mean, if you go back to the Mavericks uh, open practice the other day, that was on NBA TV, you know, he was pining for minutes at the five. So, you know, uh, to Sean Sweeney, I believe. So, you know, that would probably imply that he's getting most of his minutes at the three or four, uh, you know, more on the wing. So, uh, I think that, honestly, I think that that's the best path to him starting. And I think that's the most talented Maverick starting five too, is if you run um, Luca, Spence, Dorian, Christian Wood, and JaVale, if Christian Wood is able to, you know, come back with this ability to guard um, threes and fours on a consistent basis with his length and quickness. Um, but if he, um, you know, because I mean, for him, it's just more of an effort thing because I, you know, I think he's insanely athletic for his size. So I think he can do it, especially, you know, he doesn't have to, throw around his weight as much you know because he's not the 
you know, swollest guy in the gym, like a JaVale McGee, obviously. So I think that would bode better for him. I think we'd both agree on that. Um, for oh, okay, threes yeah. and fours. Like, it's, it's just more of a, you know, effort. Yeah, uh, yeah. Almost. An, yeah. Just really an effort and a Quote on, know, understanding of the defensive scheme. Participating in Jason Kidd's word. Uh, participating. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, I'll admit, like I was looking at that too narrowly. Um, yeah. Like if Christian Wood has any chance to start, it's going to be replacing the Reggie Bullocks, the Spencer Dinwiddie's. I think Spencer Dinwiddie's kind of hard to replace in this. Because uh, I think you need the ball handler. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I yeah. As I much as coveted as the Mavericks playoff run was last year, um, and you know how much Reggie and Dorian contributed, you know, if Christian Wood hits defensively in terms of his ability to guard uh guys on the perimeter, you know, he is um he's basically super saiyan Reggie Bullock, um, minus a little bit of how good Reggie is a shooter, but not really taking too much of a drop off, to be honest. Yeah, and I agree. Now, with that being said, if there was a bet uh, on whether Christian Wood is going to start within the first ten games, I would honestly bet against that. No, me too. Uh, I, I would predict. Or right, go ahead. No, 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 no. Yeah, I want to see. I, I think that are you going to do like a? Yeah, no. A I I was going to say I think Christian Wood, if he is able to start, and he does, you know start to come around defensively like and improve it to this Mavericks coaching staff. I think Christian Wood will start by Christmas and he will either be replacing Reggie Bullock, JaVale McGee or Spencer Dinwiddie, but most likely in my opinion, Reggie Bullock. Okay. Yeah. yeah, That's respectable. I think in between that Christmas and all-star break, we'll start to see some comfortability and some recognition on his end. And I I think, well, especially as, um, I mean, especially as like an extension, yeah, no, yeah, extension like towards, talks will start heating up. Um, so. You know, um, you know, late February, early March, things like that. That's just, I think when you know, maybe the Mavericks coaching staff might have their hands forced to start him. So we'll kind of like just see how everything plays out. But it's also it's all going to be conducive to Christian Wood's defense. I think that's the main point here. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask this: Starting the season, do you expect Maxi in terms of rotation? Do you expect Maxi over Wood? start the season start season oh and in the rotation no not at all really okay no i mean i i know christian wood you know obviously has something to prove defensively to the mavericks but i think what he's going to provide on offense is too invaluable for them to you know give him less minutes and maxi i mean maybe like around the same minutes but there's no way that maxi would play like significant more on the rotation than christian wood I, okay, I don't think significant. But I mean, I, I think I just, that they'll play. I think they'll play together a lot too. So no, I'm I'm interested to see. Interested like you can still play five out with both of those guys on the floor, and both of those yeah. guys are mobile. Or idealistically, Christian Wood is mobile enough to guard threes and fours. So you know, I I don't think that that's really like too big of a discussion point. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. I I yeah. think minus Dwight, you can probably stick Christian Wood with any center on this roster, even no, Dallas Tons. Yeah, I would um, agree. Uh, if you're counting um, him as a center. Yeah, I know. That's why. <laughs> okay. He was, um, he was a center in playoffs, but. That's right. Um, but anyhow, um, I think that kind of wraps it up for the Christian Wood conversation. Do you have any other thoughts from Fan Jam the other day uh, before we end the podcast? Uh, Josh Green can get, he can get up. He can slam it. But um, yeah. let me give a quick shout out. Uh, Victor Wombanyama is really scary and Scoot Henderson looks really good. I'll just say that. So. Yes. Jaron was invested in the G League time. You know, you give this guy one day off work and he consumes every single 
facet of content on the internet. So, but yes, that was a very like, I can't, I can't throw shade at you. That was a pretty like highly coveted game in terms of, uh, I did not get a chance to look at it at all, but I saw some wind bomb me on a highlights on Instagram. He, from that. he scored 37. Oh my God. Did he actually? Yeah. He's, yeah, he scored 37. <laughs> oh my God. I did not know it was that much. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But obviously for those, you know, Mavericks fans out there, I'm, you know, fan jam, cool, fun event, but you know, players are going like 80% if that, and the camera shots were, or the video shots are like going in and out. Cause it's the Mavs Jobotron um feed so <laughs> you're getting a replay at every single um basket and whatnot so i mean it was really kind of cool to see how they went to the overtime period and everything and uh Jaden hardy played well josh green played well a lot of the guys that we were kind of looking for to play well christian wood even did pretty decent um, yeah he did yeah. javel played great um but you know you just don't want to take too much credence to something like that it's essentially just a little scrimmage and you know it didn't look like the guys were killing themselves out there by any means so um, it was a it was a cool event and could uh, see a little bit taste of a uh, Mavs basketball, but I think the real taste is tomorrow. No, uh, tonight, tonight, or tonight rather. Yes, I keep getting it misconstrued. And also, uh, you know, which one of these uh, five guys on the Mavericks, uh, just like the training camp invitees of Marcus Bingham, Mamadou Gai, um, DJ Stewart, Tyler Hall, uh, McKinley Wright, like which one of those guys slips through the cracks? Which one of those guys ends up with the legends or elsewhere or doesn't end up? Yeah. In the league at all uh that's going to be intriguing as those guys are probably going to get even more preseason minutes as we you know go in the second third game so as these are all things to watch in the preseason game for the uh, mavericks tomorrow and we're really excited to get a taste of basketball uh, and just see these guys back out there even if it's um you know just a little bit of everybody and nobody's going maybe a thousand or 110 percent whatever you want to call it it'll be cool to see no without a doubt i'm excited all right baby uh, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Mainstream underscore Mavs. Rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you're listening to. We're available on almost all podcast platforms. With that being said, it is game day, and we are hyped. See you guys after the preseason game tomorrow. We're going to pod again. Bye-bye. Bye.